With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to brand new TAT Pod. I hope everybody is doing well on this. Not so bright, but it is. It's on and off, isn't it? At the minute, this um, UK weather. But yeah, hope everyone's doing well on the Sunday evening. Um, I'm here again with Mike and Elliot. Mike, how you doing, mate? I'm doing great, brother. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. Getting there. And uh, Elliot. I'm good, I'm good, I'll keep the same vibe, we're all good, that's good. <laughs> I pretend to not be crying about the Fabinho and Henderson we're all good, dramas, we're all good, but you know. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll get there. Uh, first of all, everyone that's in here, smash the like button, subscribe to the channel. If you haven't, we're trying to get 2k as quick as we can. And also, as always, the TAT pod is proudly sponsored by your foot card look at these lovely cards you can create you can well not him but um yeah you can get darwin nunez <laughs> you can get any player in the world on any card you can get yours yours like your own card i've got one up there that was actually a birthday present before we even started working with this company so um that's a bit crazy but yeah these guys are amazing um they've been absolutely brilliant to us so make sure you go check them out you can get different size cards um they also do like banners i think as well and artwork they do everything so um check them out Use TAT pod in the discount uh, when you put your code in at the end. Use TAT pod, you get 15% off. And also, thanks to them, I know there's some FIFA sweats in this chat. We're giving away brand new copy of EAFC. Um, it's going to get take a while to get used to calling it that, isn't it? But um, we're giving it away. Um, so all you have to do is go on that, find that post on Twitter, retweet it, follow your foot card and subscribe to the channel. And you're in with a chance to win it. So, um, yeah, there we go. You fancy getting a uh, free copy of that? There you go. You're not going to have a better chance than that, are we? But um, let's get straight into it, guys. And since we've recorded or since we've lasted our show, not much has changed really in terms of the two players we discussed. We are going to get into the preseason stuff as well. We're going to discuss everything that's going on in terms of going to Germany and all of that stuff. Um, but we are just going to touch on the two players at the start that are potentially going out of the doors. Um, the first one that we're going to discuss is way more likely to happen at this stage than the other. And we did just get a little Fabricio update this morning. Liverpool and El Etihad are discussing key details of the Fabinho deal, including instalments, payment terms and more after official proposal submitted. Fabinho has agreed terms after speaking to Nuno, but clubs need to negotiate details before the green light talks on even today so Mike when you see that that we are just going through those final details mate do you expect this to happen now yeah I, I do I, th- I think that probably the biggest take up is we're going to either want an entire upfront payment or minimal sizing in terms of installments uh, whereas due to their financial situation I'm going to imagine that uh, they are going to try and stagger this out as much as they can I imagine it'll be a similar hiccup with the Jordan Henderson one as well uh, I feel like it's going to be a case of Maybe we'll settle on 15 to 17, but we'll want it up front and they'll want to stagger it. Kind of a taste of our own medicine, no way, because we do love a good uh, installment package when it comes to paying for a player. Um, but yeah, I fully expect the Fabinho one to go through. Yeah, fair enough. I, I completely agree. And Elliot, you you probably share the same opinion, but um, yeah, talk about Fabinho, mate. If he was to leave on the back end of this, um, this rumour, how would you feel about that, mate? Um, I mean, I, I've seen the reaction's been, I think, over the top. I, I don't know if Mike Schaefer's heard that. I mean, but, no, no, um, I agree. Yeah. I mean, we're on the same page. Yeah, right, okay, right. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's like 
I mean, I think he was absolutely world class and probably the best midfield, the defensive midfielder in the world for two to three years. Last season, he got dropped for percentage because he was shocking. And that's as, as nicely as I can put it. I don't think it's going to be too big of an issue to go and find a replacement. Um, so the people's overreactions, is, I think, just calm down. We're going to go through a transition phase anyway with the Europa League, so you may as well use that to your advantage. And you've got a rare opportunity to get your money back, even if it isn't an instalment. Go and get it. Wish for being here well. Thank you for your services, but let's rebuild properly. And also, that's why I think they need to bite the bullet on Henderson now as well, even if it is, dare I say it, for free, because let's just go and do it properly. Well, yeah. Listen, for free might be a bit too much of a reason. Uh, but if, if you're going to carry, if you're going to do it, you might just need to bite the bullet now. You might I, just I need think, to do it. I see that, but I, I, I've got to push back because I think everyone's. I think everyone's jumped the gun massively on the Henderson thing. I do, and I had a, I had a good chat with a lad named Ahmed who's on on Twitter a lot, and he's a good lad, Ahmed. I've got a lot of time for him. Um, he's in the staunch get rid of Henderson camp, right? And for, it came out what was it, two days ago, I think even Anfield Talk tweeted it, we tweeted it saying Fabinho is asked to leave. So when Fabinho is asked to leave, I have not seen any kickoff. When Henderson has to leave, I've seen a massive kickoff. Now, there are reasons why people are comparable, you know, Henderson, what he stood for, you know, is very different to what Fabinho stood for. But when Henderson's, you know, requested to leave, a lot of the fans go, oh, he's gonna da-da-da-da-da, he's gonna ruin training for everyone, get him out as quickly as we can. Fabinho's <laughs> Everyone's turned around and going, oh, but, but we need him. We need it. No, get rid of both. <laughs> like, I'm in the firm camp, get rid of both. If we end up having to keep one, it is what it is. I wouldn't rather keep either. It's most likely we keep Henderson, but they both would serve the same purpose next season of being a bit part squad player that we bring in to see off game. I think that's the worry with Fabinho. That's why the reaction with Fabinho has been so over the top because it looked like they were going to go in with him as the first three six, didn't it? On paper, it looked like that because he wanted Lavia yeah. and him. So, I mean, mm. I can see why people may be worrying. And then the four names which get named, which William Van Staff, Ben, okay, not, not, not over the, not, not in special, but I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm having Lavia and Amrabat over Fabinho after last season. And I'm trying not to be no. like horrible, but Fabinho I, was poor. The was thing poor is, though, where. That I would I would say to that, and I I thought the same thing first, and then I had a conversation with someone, and they actually said, you know what? Well, I said to them, you've got a point there. Um, we're not actually trying to replace the Fabinho of last season. Yeah, really. That's yeah, I've seen. We're trying, mm-hmm. we're trying to get you know a player that was like Fabinho, and the obvious one for me for that void, well, there's two would have been Casado, not going to happen. Sure, many from Real Madrid, not going to happen. So. I'm looking at those names that I've been linked with us now. <laughs> By the way, if you do follow me on my personal Twitter, right, the Sanderberg tweet was just trolling. Okay, I'm not saying <laughs> you should go inside Sanderberg. I got the I got the reaction from that tweet that I was after. I was very happy about it. But um, yeah, there's nobody really out there for me that moves the needle. And look, I I, I like Lavia. I, I like the look of Florentino. I've not seen him play, and I'll happily admit that you know I'm, I'm sure you guys will probably do that too but there's uh, a lot of experts out there that seem to know an awful lot about these players and you know I, brought... I don't know about you guys but sometimes I'm exhausted watching every single Liverpool game never mind Benfica games and all of that so um look I think Fabinho's definitely gone I think that's going to happen over the next few days Henderson yeah. I've got a really really bad feeling he's going to stay and I say bad feeling because I did want him to stay when this whole thing came out but now I think it's gone way too far. I think now if he came back as the Liverpool mm-hmm. captain, which I don't think he should, but if he did come back, um, I think it's going to be an absolute mess because this is a player that had a meeting with Klopp, asked to leave, asked for a green light. He got the green light. He's agreed a deal. And if it doesn't go through now, that's because the clubs have failed to come to an agreement, not because Henderson's changed his mind. So we effectively now become Jordan Henderson's second choice, a backup. And for me, right, and I know Mike was saying, you know, a lot of people were angry over Henderson for leaving or asking to leave. Sorry. And I, I always said, if it's down to his, if it's his decision and he feels like he's done enough here, you put that money in front of him. Absolutely fair play. You go crack on, do what you need to do, but you can't, once that doesn't materialize, come back and expect the likes of me who I've been defending you when everyone yep. else has been criticizing you to stick up for you this one more time because I don't feel like I can do that anymore. I'm sorry, I, I just don't. Like for me, you've asked to leave, you've you know, I wouldn't say like all these people are oh, his destructed preseason. I, I, I don't buy any of that. Yep. I feel like 
there's a process and if you started. ask me, you just yeah exactly you, you go and do your thing you talk to who you need to talk to you get it done in the background it's not like a training session is going to be disrupted because jordan henson wants to leave that's not how it works no he's also um, he's a professional as well like he's not someone who yeah. kicks off in front of people like yeah he's like most players are professional i think ben i know what you're saying but all right so i'll give you an example to, in terms of the forgiveness side of things right and to be very clear i'll preface this by saying <laughs> jesus no no nah, nah, well jesus came back after three days but the, the, the redemption arc bro no but listen all right and i gotta preface this by saying i know they're not similar in quality i know they're not similar in impact however they are similar in terms of stature within liverpool so give me a minute before people bite my head off in the chat right you're going to say you're going to mm-hmm. say, think. Yeah, I don't know. You might. Okay, Gerard, you might. Yeah. No, no. Louis Suarez refused to trade. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. right. There you go. Louis Suarez. Yeah. I'll never use the Gerard comparison because there's a lot into that, which a lot of people don't even talk about. I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, Liverpool fans sent him death threats as well, which which is fine that we don't talk about. I understand very, that. Very, very small minority. It's a very small minority, to be very clear. And they were also very people that knew him. There's a lot behind it. His autobiography yeah. talks all about it, right? But the Luis Suarez thing, and Eunice, you got a good point. He was not captain. I get that. But let me let, let me land, bro. Let me land. I promise, <laughs> I promise you, bro. We're on the same page. But with Suarez, he refused to train through a massive hissy fit, had his whole PR team out in the papers begging him to go, begging him to go. Within, within, not even within a month of the window ended, everyone forgave him. And the reason was, was because he's striker, gets goals, obviously world-class, phenomenal. With Henderson, obviously he's not got that world, world-class attribute in terms of what he can provide for the team. But I think in terms of what he's given, what he's done, him coming back into the team, I don't think it'd be disruptive for the squad. The only people that would be disrupted are the people on Twitter that hate him already and fans like myself and Ben and you know yourself, Elliot, that have defended him and now look at him and go, I've lost a bit of respect for how you've handled the situation. But by no means would I boo him when he comes on the pitch. By no means would I, you know, wish wish him badly. I'd, it would just be in a case for me of, right, okay, so we now know this is going to be your final season. Because, you know, it was clear in the summer you tried to go or we're happy to leave. This is a swan song season. Which I'd, I'd put my hands up and be like, all right, just go give it your best for the, for the final year and we'll see, you know, you get a send-off at the end, which you do kind of deserve as well. But everyone kind of needs everything to be so dramatic. Whereas, like, he's asked yeah. to leave. So did Fabinho, so did Suarez, so did Coutinho, so did Sterling, so did Torres, so did all these players that we've all loved in the past. Gerard, by the way, to be clear, did ask to fucking leave. I'm oh, sorry, he did ask to leave. I'm so sorry. He did ask to leave. I'm not going into this with everyone. Like, go back to it. Go go do it. But it, it's just so annoying because uh, it does feel targeted at times. And I think that's why I defend him. So I wouldn't defend it for the most part if I didn't feel like he's always been targeted. Or, or Elliot, just before you go, um, mm-hmm. this won't happen. Uh, Obviously, no. I was literally going to say this, that. I will not, yeah, never. Carry us got a round this. of applause. Carry us got a round of applause. Let's not. Yeah, let's no, not that's, true. that's true. Create fake scenarios. But I think with the Henderson situation, I think there's a bigger problem, maybe not with everyone, but I think he's kind of, the whole, you know, LGBTQ situation, I think that's massive. And I think he's really kind of sold himself on that. And I do think that's a problem. And I think he's basically said, may as well have said, I am a hypocrite for all he stood for. And then he said, yeah, to go and, which is a problem. I mean, people may not see it as a bigger problem to themselves, but it is a problem. And then if he comes back, he looks a bit of a fool. But listen, okay, it's been done now. He's, he's, he's made his bed and he can lie in it, but we'll have to wait and see and see if a fee can be agreed. Yeah, we will, hopefully the fee does get agreed. I think yeah, we all hopefully. agree. Uh, I think we all bite agree. the bullet. I've got to bite the bullet. If you're yeah. going to do it, do it. That's, uh, yeah. that's... I just think on the back of the LGBT stuff, I completely understand it. But I also feel like maybe there's a there's a there's a situation where people feel like they can go and, and work in a country because it's effectively his job and not agree with the, the morals completely i mean there's probably some laws here and you know that people disagree with and they still come to work here so i, I completely get what you're saying and i completely understand I, how it will make I him just look like on that I just say yeah. it's, I think it's a bit different because it's the mass biggest sport washing project you're going to probably likely see yeah. in yeah, any cool. sport. I think that's why it's a bit different. Yeah, and I, I think I'd, I'd say I'd say this Henderson has specifically made himself this spokesperson for LGBTQ community. So I think it is a bit bit it just it is different compared to the likes of you know Benzema Kante all that going over. That is still slightly disappointing. And I think every player going over there that's disappointing. Everyone can have their opinion on that, but because that's the sport washing side of it. For Henderson, it's the LGBT. Q side of it and I think because it's a sport washing project the biggest one you're likely going to see I think it, it makes a big difference see I, I will say like I'm not I, this is a this is a weird statement to make 
I don't necessarily look ill currently at what's going on out there with the football. I don't because re- I I, I, I kind of need to see how this plays out. Kind of the same way yeah. I watched it with China, the same way I watched it with the US. Because what the US have done is they did try and do it, and then they went right. We kind of re- need to reorganize our leagues, reorganize how we do it, and they kind of put a lot more money to grassroots. If if the if the Saudi league start putting a load of money into grassroots, I'm not going to be mad at it. It's it's kind of it depends what the knock on effect of all this is. I think. Um, but that so that's a whole different topic, I guess. But uh, I do think it's a real gray area because the whole work side of things, I get. Like I have friends that I've gone and worked out in Dubai. Uh, I've got a friend that's out out there now, and you know, I know his views on things. You know, and it's not like anyone when he went out there. Not none of none of us went. How dare you go out there? Da da da. But mm-hmm. because footballers are put in this role model celebrity esque position. There are questions about it, but then at the same time, when a movie shot out in Dubai, no one goes crazy. You know, when a music video mm. shot out in Dubai, when boxers go out there to fight in Dubai, AJ went and fought out in the the Middle East. You know, I, I, you never see the kickoff with footballers. I'm not sure, just footballers in general. I'm not sure why there is a kickoff, but with Henderson specifically, it's apparent as to why. And it's like Elliot said, if you put yourself at the forefront of an activism, you know, activism like this you like to think that the person at the forefront is going to continuously be aligned with that. Maybe if in the mm-hmm. past he had played in the, in one of these leagues and then came to the Prem and then started doing this, you can go, okay, so he's been over there, he's came, now he wants to make a difference and now he continues on from here. You know, a change from the past to the present is one thing, but to change your your views in this respect or to act in this way from present to future, it looks quite negative, I think. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. So I, I get where you're coming from. Let's get into some more comments. Um, um Coley says, I think both the deals are way too advanced for the club to refuse them. Klopp won't want players who aren't 100% committed. I completely agree with yeah. this. I think um, I spoke to a few people and I feel like ever since Klopp came in the first day, you know, his door's always been open for players. And if a player feels like they're even considering leaving the club, He's not going to stand in the way. He's okay, fine. I don't want anybody here who's not 100% committed. If you're 90% committed, 95%, that's not good enough. He needs players that are 100% committed to this club, 100% committed to getting back to the level that we need to be, the standard that we set. And if for one moment Jordan Henderson and Fabinho, two players that are supposed to set those standards, are questioning whether they want to be here, he's not going to stand in the way. And that was reported from day one when um, David Ornstein and Fabricio came out with those reports, they stated on those reports that, you know, if they can agree terms with the clubs, uh, Liverpool won't necessarily make it hard for them to go. Now, I think the the trouble comes with the El Etifat club because they aren't state-owned by, you know, the government like all the other clubs are, which is just very unfortunate for us, you know. Steven Gerrard has gone to Saudi Arabia. He's picked the brokest club out there. Now, Jordan Henderson's being bought by a Saudi club. It's the brokest club out there that want to buy him. So we've seen Chelsea get all this money for all their dead players. And finally, some Saudi clubs coming for hours and it's a bit more complicated. But Mike, if, you know, what do you think is going to happen realistically with Jordan Henderson? Do you see when the season starts him being here in, in the match day squad or like what happens, mate, next, in your opinion? All right. If I look into my crystal ball, mate, I reckon. <laughs> hey, to be one. fair, when it comes to predictions, me and Elliot have done all right, you know. I do think that was like, you got that, man. You got that in the bag. I can't knock you. All right. I definitely have a shout in there. I said, right. It's somewhere in the history book. Uh, you said Gravenbirch. I said, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to a word I say. Hey, he was I on the list. Lavia. He was on the list. So it's I said McAllister. I was saying McAllister before I even not, started. Not the pod. for that question. Yeah, maybe on another show. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm lying. I started the pod and we were talking about McAllister straight away anyway. But no, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. My crystal ball is telling me that Henderson won't be here. I really don't think handled badly, Henderson. All right, fair. Um, look, we'll come on to the Salah VVD thing in a minute. But uh, I do think, yeah, with, with Henderson, I don't think he'll be here. I don't think it's as bad as everyone makes it out to be on socials in terms of how he's you know is now within the squad i don't think any player will have lost respect i don't think klopp would have lost respect i imagine it was probably quite an amicable conversation of you might not play as much that went not even you might you won't play as much this coming season here's the reasons why and he's probably gone i fully appreciate that i would like to play football uh and i've got this offer on the table that's paying me you know double triple my wage it's hard to turn down i think that's pretty fair in terms of how that conversation probably went he goes i think i think it's a when I think when him and Fabinho are gone, 
it is about how we reinvest and how we reinvest will tell you how we view this next season. Um, I'm more than happy for us to go by, you know, a quality. I'd, I'd happily just go for Lafia. I'm going to be honest with you. I'll take Lafia. I will, and then go sign a top centre back if it means breaking the bank for Colwell. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with us doing that. I know a lot of people are like, go sign Barella, go sign a quality six, and I understand that and I get that. I don't look at Barella's not season. the one now. We don't. Yeah, Barella's not the one now. No, no, no. But it just just as an example, you know. But like, mm-hmm. I if we go sign another six other than Lafayette, it should be a squad playing six. It shouldn't be a world class six that people are making out. It should be someone that can help the others around the squad, someone who's mature, that's experienced at the top level. Pavard would be a wonderful defensive sign, and in general, he can play across the back four, and he's you know uh, played the midfield a couple times as well. But we don't need a world class six, and the reason I'm saying that isn't down to you know saying we don't need someone who can play the Fabinho role. It's because Lafia is the one that we should buy because he is someone who will become world class over time. He just needs to be eased in. Uh, sleepy, come on, man, bit of positivity. We're not. We're gonna. We're gonna make top four next season. I'm pretty. I'll put my bank on us making top four next season. I just don't think we'll win the league next season. Um, which uh, corner fans were one six away from winning the league, which I I don't see, but that's me. Mm. Yeah, Elliot. Uh, just on the back of that, just talking about Henderson. Um, if say hypothetically speaking, the season does start, he is a Liverpool player. He's been registered. Where do we go from there, mate? Is he the captain? Does he have that same leadership role? What What do we do with Jordan Henderson, a player that doesn't want to be here but is here? It's it's almost impossible to, to say what to do, but I'll tell you what I did on my football manager yesterday. I took the <laughs> captain off him. So I had a couple of conversations with him and he, he was cast out. I took the vice off. I still had Milner. I took the vice off Milner and Milner was fantastic about it. So maybe we should have kept him, but no. Seriously, I do, I do think... I think it might just be worthwhile. I said bite the bullet with the transfer. You might be worthwhile biting the bullet with the captaincy now. Um, whether that would totally disrupt them in his mindset, I, I don't. I'd like to think not. As you said, mate, he's professional. He's led yeah. this team to every trophy. Um, he loves the city. He loves the club. He loves the manager. He loves his teammates. He loves the fans. So I'd like to think he wouldn't. I, I doubt. Really doubt he wouldn't go off on one if the, if he would to just be respectfully told. Listen, you've been told you're not getting as many minutes. You also wants to leave. It makes sense to go and give it to. Van Dyke or Trent or someone like that. And I, I think that might be the best way to go about it. Um, in terms of his playing, I think I think it would just be the same. I don't think anything would change. He's still a squad player with or without the captain's armband. And it would just still make sense to take the captain and give it to someone who's in the start 11 every single week. Yeah, I agree. But I, I think probably the only, the only question that would someone would ask there, just in terms of inside the squad, would it cause more disruption to take the captaincy off Henderson. Yeah, I know. Because I feel like... The dynamics and stuff would like kind of jolt about and yeah. stuff. But... There will be people within the squad, like, uh, forget fans for a minute, there will be people within the squad that see Henderson as the captain, hands down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think the players, players will... The players won't change their mind on him. The, no, players, I, I, I don't think they'll just shrug it off and they'll just get on with it. Like nothing yeah. ever happened, kind yeah. of thing. Um, I just want to go through this comment before we are going to start talking about preseason in a, in a few moments. But um, I think this is a good point. I hope we don't pull a Chelsea sign too many new players and have no chemistry. Is anybody concerned about that? We've already got Sabozlai, we've got McAllister, uh, Nunes is still settling in. Diaz this is, is a little bit further on the line, but then we're going to get at least one more midfielder, one more defender, Elliot. This is why I say do it now for the transitional season. You haven't got the pressures of a Champions League run. You've got your mm-hmm. League. And I think this is why, I mean, maybe the chemistry might be a tad, tad off. This is why pre-season is going to be interesting, especially with the new system. We'll get on to that. But I, I think you've got to do it. This is why I'm saying bite the bullet. You've got Europa League to even, even if you do sign, as you said, Michael Avia, and if you do do another six, which I um, adamantly need to do, um, even if that is another youngster instead of a maybe more experienced one, then you can bet them in and like rotate them with Europa League and you can get more confidence. And I just think maybe the only thing is, of course, everyone will say it, it's the risk of jeopardising the league campaign, but I don't think it is. I think if you sign quality, the quality will show on the pitch. And I think Liverpool will be in the top four. I don't think they'll win a league because <laughs> it is a transition transition phase. And I, that, yeah. I think that makes sense. 
bouncing off that, I think when it comes to the argument as well about, you know, not running into what Chelsea have done, you know, or we've seen United do where you sign too many you know, quality players and you kind of have zero chemistry. I think the reason we're going to be able to avoid that is the way we've navigated the market so far, which is how I hope we continue, which is getting these players in early because it gives mm. them that preseason. With Chelsea, yeah, they spent 250 mil, but it was scattered throughout the summer. And then they spent a further, God knows how much in the January where it was players constantly needing to embed and they didn't get players out of the club either. So they ended up with like a near 30-man squad, which is not where we're we're at by any means. We've got rid of so many players, Yorox, Milner, Firmino, so on and so forth, where we have a lot of emptiness within the squad for people to fill. I think McAllister and Savislai should embed quickly. McAllister's got Prem experience, of course. Savislai, world-class quality. I think he will embed quickly as well. I think that's why it's important we buy someone with Prem experience for the six. If I'm being really precise, the reason for it, they're going to just bed in a bit quicker. And then the centre-back, it depends what type of centre-back we want. Do we want a left-sided to come in and replace Van Dijk within 12 months? Or do we want someone to replace Van Dijk in two years? And that's where the Coldwell debate comes mm. in. Because I think replace Van Dijk in 12 to 18 months. Not. I, th- I think it's more important to, to the left-side centre-half rather than just replace Van Dijk. I know what you mean, but I think he's going to persist with that. And I don't think you want to use Robertson there really too much anyway. True. True. I, I think I, I'm not sure who we're going to sign. Like I don't think anybody really has a clue. It wouldn't surprise either of us if um, Liverpool just go and pull a name out of the hat and it's just yeah. absolutely, you know, surprised to everyone, just like Sabozlai was. But um, what I am pretty confident is that our model's not going to change. I think I've alluded to this. I don't know if it was on our show or another stream I was on, but I still think we're just going to go with that forty, fifty million pound sweep sweet spot that we like to go with. I don't see Cobble coming in. I don't see us going for like a Schumann or a Caicedo. And I'm not even mad about that. You know, if, if we can get those players that, you know, do hit that sort of um, sweet spot that we go with, that's absolutely fine. They're the kind of players that we've we've all asked for. You know, like it's so easy to come on here and say, oh, we should have got a Haaland or we should have got an Mbappe. You know, yeah, they would have been absolutely dream signings. But, you know, we've seen in the past that these guys, that cost this 40 to 60 million pound mark, they go on to be our best players. And, you know, no one's asking FSG to go and spend a hundred million on each player that we need now. There's surely got to be players and I'm, I'm, I'm confident that they'll have a list and they'll know who they want. Lavia is obviously going to be one of them, but um, I do believe if we get Lavia, we have to get somebody in as well. That's a little bit more older, just because I think I've made this point as, again before. If we lose Thiago, which, realistically is going to happen at some stage next season. Let's not kid ourselves. We're down to kids and new players in the midfield. So it's like, what would happen then if we get to the Europa League semi-final against a, a great team that's dropped down from the Champions League? What would happen if, you know, we are going for the league, like hypothetically speaking, but what do you consider a kid, to like man? March? What do you Just consider someone, a kid? Because like, Jones will be 23, Elliot will be... Not even they're not, yeah, they're not kids. They've been here for a while anyway. But like Lavia, Stefan, who's just come into to things now. Um, and then if it's you get two, area. yeah, yeah, a, a centre back that's young, just inexperienced, really. So I, I don't know. I, I'm a firm believer of experience. And just to touch on the one more thing before we move on to the preseason stuff. Um, too many fans hate Hendo already. It will ramp up to me. He's a legend. Look, everyone here believes Hendo's a legend. There's not one person that works or does anything for TAT or pretty much most of the sensible people I know that would say that John Henson isn't a Liverpool legend. I say yeah. sensible because I know a lot of silly people on Twitter. Um, but yeah, everyone knows this guy's a legend. The trophies that he's led us to. And I will say that because in 1920, he was absolutely unbelievable in the Premier League campaign. Um, people like to sort of rewrite history just because he might believe in or because he's not been good over the last 18 months when, you know, he was really good in those seasons where we did go. I mean, Barcelona, he was brilliant in that game too. So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, some people will like to forget how good he's been and what he's done for this club, but nobody with any common sense will be able to doubt that he's a Liverpool legend. So, um, yeah, I'll just say that. Let's see if there's any more comments before we move on. Oh, this was absolutely... This was making <laughs> oh, man, I've seen you going off. I've seen you going off on Twitter. Oh, right? Just to confirm, we all agree Fabinho is a Liverpool legend, right? <laughs> yeah, come but on. there's no <laughs> legends in this Liverpool squad, Ben. I thought that was, <laughs> yeah. a, I thought that was a consensus, Honestly. no? Honestly. <laughs> lunacy it's lunacy it's people that have started watching football in the last 12 months making comments about football it drives me insane bro 
Like what? Sorry, say that again. Gerald was having a didn't get a red. All right, Craig. You know what, mate? Uh, yeah, we'll have a quick we'll have conversation. A title if he didn't slip on his backside, what are we doing here? Oh, and then if you want to be more specific, if, we we the title if, if Jamie Carragher didn't retire, we would have had the Premier League title. If Suarez Mini didn't fight someone, we would have. Yeah, a, the, you know what I mean? Uh, go the Man City game at the Etihad. Mini League. If we could defend, or... if we weren't playing a back four, a Colo Torre, Skirtle, <laughs> Kiriakos. It wasn't Kiriakos at that point. Remember Kiriakos? What a boy. But um, yeah, <laughs> let's move on to uh, the preseason stuff, guys. There's 75 in it. I'm going to check how many likes are on. If it's less than 40, I'm not going to be very happy. So make sure you're smashing the like. Don't want to see Ben um, when he's angry. Yeah. We're on 21 <laughs> likes. Come on, guys. Make sure you're smashing that like button. Craig, I'm um, so sorry, bro. <laughs> Craig meant it in a different way. And we, we all roasted him, and I feel awful. <laughs> he was Wait, was that Craig that put that? Oh, Craig, oh no. He definitely meant like Henderson was so pivotal, and then we've took that the completely... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Bro. I wasn't slandering Stevie G. I was just making a point. Like you can all do if this didn't happen, if that didn't happen. You think I would ever ever slander this man? No, never in my life. Come on, man. Hey, come on, um, we're not slandering Gerard. We're not slandering. We're just having a joke. We're just having a joke, and yeah, we misinterpreted what. Band. I didn't even realize that was Craig that put that. Craig, you're <laughs> free. Jump on the jump on, mate. Uh, no, don't jump, jump on. on. He's gonna fire us after. <laughs> 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 Listen, let's move on to preseason. I'm going to ask you guys a question, and I want everybody to answer in the chat as well. Who are you most looking forward to watching in terms of like a surprise player or somebody you think might have a good, you know, season for us? Like that's not really proven. Who who are you like? Who have you got your eyes on for the upcoming games? I'm going to go Mike first. Uh, ben Ben Doak and Harvey Elliott. To be honest, are the two. And the reason for it is, you know, Elliot, I'll say Elliot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mate, Henderson. Um, no, nah, the, the reason for the reason for Elliot is because I think he's got, no, I wouldn't say he's got a lot to prove. I think he's just exciting. I'm so excited for what he can do. Is Elliot season. going Germany? No. Isn't he here for no. pre-season? No. He's not Mike here for Germany. You know, he'll be back, Jamie. but not for yeah. I think he'll go to Singapore. Oh, to scratch that, mate. I'm not. I'm not awake. I'll probably say Connor Bradley then. So, uh, Connor Bradley and Doak would be my two. Um, Connor Bradley just because he did phenomenal at Bolton, and you know I think there's a lot of excitement around the club regarding him, and I think he is going to be our. You know, used to back up right back for the season, so we're going to see him a lot. I do think he'll start every Europa League game, um, and then you know with uh, Ben Doak, I think we're going to see a lot of him this season as well. There's a lot of hype around him as a player. Um, and as long as we don't loan him out for the season, I think he's going to be quite the baller, to be fair. Because I remember his little cameos he made a couple of times over the last 12 months, mate, and he looked electric. So very excited by him. Yeah, yeah I, I, I do agree. I do agree with uh, Doak. Um, I've got a list of them here. So, you know, I've got, got me no for back hands again, like the the, uh, the line up the all-time start 11 one. But, there we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm going to butcher his name, but a channel... Quanish. Quanzer. Is this a Quanzer, is it? Yeah. He, he's a big lad, and he? <laughs> and he, he was on there in the first row. He was tough and tough. I, he, he was fantastic in the under-19, 2022 Euros. I watched that, and he scored the winner, I think, in the semi-final. I just think that's a young centre-half. He looks ready for, like, almost first-team football. Maybe not a Liverpool. Could be a push. Um, but I'm interested to see him in in the preseason, see how he how he fares because we've got you know some good game. Well, in Germany, it's it's nice opposition, but you know you're moving on to the Leicester's and Bayerns. If he goes, I don't know if it's going to be the same squad going to Singapore or not. I imagine some names will drop off because it's a hefty squad of 32. I think it is with Germany. Um, and then another long young one is a uh, Louis Louis. I'm gonna again. I don't know how to pronounce the name. Louis Kumas. He can. He's like really rated apparently, and he's been. He's only 17, I think. Maybe maybe just 18, and he's been he's been picked already to go to go to Germany. Listen, I don't know how much these young lads are going to play, but it's always very fun and interesting. I feel like with preseason, especially the first two games when you do two starting lineups in each half, I think it's always good fun. But for a for a bigger name, Darwin, it's got to be Nunes. I want to see him up yeah. front through the middle, and I want to see how he gets on. I know this is like going to be the thing with Gakpo's nailed on to start that, but you've got to put Nunes through the middle and see how he is this preseason. I think that's so important. Yeah, uh, sorry to be boring. Mine is also Ben Doak. Um, there was a Wolves game, I think it was, where he came on and he was absolutely, he was a menace. He was giving Mateus Nunes an absolute hard time down that right hand side. And um, 
maybe that's why we didn't go in for Nunes after that. But um, no, I, I think Ben Doak, I think we spoke about him before and the word I used to describe him was fearless. I think he's just come on at that at time. He was just 16 or maybe 17. I can't exactly remember. But the confidence that this boy was playing with was absolutely ridiculous. Like he would just always look to take a man on. You know, you sometimes see kids come into the scene and they're a bit within themselves. They want to play it safe. But he was just trying risky passes, taking his man on every time. And um, yeah, he's somebody that I was always interested to see as soon as we signed him, to be fair, because I remember Celtic fans were not happy that they lost him because they really it's thought a big figure for an um, yeah. 16 year old as well, wasn't it? So, yeah, I think he made his debut when he was 16 for Liverpool. That's so he yeah, was I, 16, I think yeah. it was against, it might be wrong, was, I think it was against Aston Villa. Oh, was it Rangers? Oh, you're not, you're not about, you're not I thought it was Rangers. Derby. <laughs> Christ, oh, mate, we're we, yeah, one of us is right. I'm on about, I'm on about for Celtic. He, he oh, for Celtic, oh, no, right. yeah. yeah. I think he made his debut right. for us at 16, you know. I, I could have sworn he was 16 yeah, when he was. Well. But I, I remember he played against um, he played against Rangers and he, again, he lit up the show, like, you know, a 16-year-old kid coming yeah. on, <laughs> doing that against Rangers in the big derby. Um, mm. Let's have a look at some comments. There's a lot of kind of Bradley stuff, and I think that's a big shout because, like yeah. Mike was saying, he is going to be the backup right back. Um, who else am I thinking of? Stefan, I think is a big one because yeah. you know he at that time when he was playing, he was doing so well, and you know I was absolutely devastated when I was working, and the news came through that Stefan's out for the season. I was like, what? Like how? Like, we didn't see anything in the game to suggest yeah. that, but um, yeah, I think, I think just to see how he can kick on from that, and you know this is going to be his first. I know he's had a lot of time with the the first team now, but this is like his you know, first full season that's planned because let's not forget, Mike, just before you go, when he was playing all those games last season, he wasn't really in the plans to do that and he was no. still incredible. So now he can get this pre-season behind him. Like that's going to be massive for him, isn't it? Yeah, no, abs- ab- absolutely. Sorry, you just caught me there when I was a uh, bit of trap. So I'm going to throw there. <laughs> I'm here. All right. I'm not, I'm not dying, boys. I'm here. Um, no, he's going to, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's going to be fantastic. I, my worry for him is the same worry I had for Elliot, which came to fruition with Elliot which is we have this player, incredible talent, without a doubt, and give it three months of consistent football, in and out, fans turn, and I don't get it, uh, uh, but it, you see it happen all the time. A couple of bad games, a couple of mistakes here and there, maybe a couple of games where he goes ghost, and fans turn, because I've seen us have the same excitement for Elliot that we have for Doak, that we have for Stefan, and... It, it can fade very quickly because of how people can be. I hope fans stay behind him. Um, I really do. Because uh, he's going to make mistakes. He's not going to be perfect. He's really not. Especially in the position he plays in. There's a lot of room for error. We've seen that against Madrid. Um, which, I mean, listen, he, playing against Madrid at that age, you know, like you, you, it, he, he did very well for himself in that respect. Um, but yeah, man, I, listen, I'm very excited by him. I was just wondering in my head, in terms of, we need a centre-back. We need a number six. Do you think, in any scheme of things, that there is any young centre-back, like the one uh, mentioned uh, by Elliot before, that could impress so much during pre-season that we go... Well, maybe he is the only one. I saw Comestio. Well, he's not, he's not, he's not no. gone to Germany. So let's say this guy kicks on. Do you think there's a potential that we go, let's no. give him the run? Because, I mean, you look at it, though, because last, last season, mate, if I said to you, number six... <laughs> You know what I mean? We're going to have someone from the academy come through that we're all going to be buzzing about. We'd all gone, no, we need to go buy one. And we still need to go buy one. But, you know what I mean? I'm just saying it as I, I'm saying devil's advocate. I'm not saying... I, yeah, 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 but... I get what you mean. I mean, I thought they were going to do one with Sepp, to be honest. I, I thought they were going to give yeah. Sepp that role, you know, the Nat Phillips yeah. The Nat role, Phillips. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But... I mean, I, I... Is, um, is 21 next. So it's not like he's... Yeah, he's yeah young, well, it's it's like... one of them, isn't it? Where I think you can you can give them a, a couple of years, and you know he's only had his 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 loan with Bristol Rovers, I think it was last season. I think he looks really really good. Again, as you said, twenty one soon. It might be a bit of a push, but if he impresses, then I don't see why. You, I mean, that's got to leave. He's twenty six. He's got to leave. So you've got to have that role where you've you've got someone who's going to be happy that they're maybe not not really there, and maybe has that one or two cup games to shine. Basically, so I wouldn't be against that there, like having that player as a young one. But you've got to sign one. You can't have Robertson as a left side centre back when we know he can't. Not that he can't do it. He can do it, but he can't do it as well as someone who is a centre half. Because otherwise you'll see him charging up the field and there'll be gaps all over the place. 
So I do think it's very important. The Anfield talk, right? Question: Is that Lila? Like, <laughs> who's on the Anfield no, talk right no, now? No, it's no. I know who it is. The There's Nat only Phillips. two people at Anfield logins. Yeah. Oh really? The, the Nat Phillips propaganda. Listen, I will stand on this. I say this in the chats. I say this to all the boys on here, and I'll say it again. Say every pod, and Ben gets mad, and a little vein comes out of his head. Nat Phillips and Reese Williams, uh, legends of the club, <laughs> and they bled for this club to get fourth. If we didn't they have that, did we didn't bleed for the club to get fourth. But that doesn't mean that it should be playing in Big Twenty Twenty Three. Come on, man! <laughs> what are we no. doing? Hey, Third play... Nat Phillips at the right. left side of centre back. Oh, that'll be fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's got on both feet, man. Um, another player I- I'm going to throw out there who I was quite impressed with in the last preseason, Bobby Clark. I yeah, think he got a really yeah, nice. Good I can't remember who it was too. Was it Nunes? Oh, I can't remember. We should have we said favorite Clark. preseason game because my memory just goes. Yeah, to every preseason. <laughs> Bobby Clark, I think, is um is a, is a good one. Um, and I think just those guys, Bobby Clark, uh, Bradley, maybe even Pitaluga, Stefan, as I just said him. Uh, but all these guys, Elliot, that you'd like to think, you know, at some stage this season. They're going to be playing, whether it be in the domestics or Europa League. So mm-hmm. this is a huge chance for them, isn't it? To just show that, you know, they've got it. They don't need to go out on loan. They can stay here. And like you've always said in the last few pods, this season is a chance for them to sort of yeah. give it a go. Just in they, the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Compared to like every other season, I think that every young lad there will be going, you know what? We've got a chance to actually play competitive, possibly even European game, because I don't know how bad the, the fourth tier team is in the Europa League, but the Conference League is there, so the quality will be a bit, bit you know, still be alright, but I think they should really take this with both both feet, and I really like go for it. There's some young lads. I mean, Connor Bradley's one. He's absolutely like smashed it out the park. He's been sent out on loan. He's come back, and as you said, make it look like he's going to the backup because Calvin Ramsey's gone. So these or the young lads who haven't had the loan, they've got to probably impress here to get the loan and yeah. come back and then be be that maybe. But I mean, Bobby Clark, he says good one. Pisaluga, there's a good there's a good show for the keepers because they've talked six. I think it is. They've talked six. Shows yeah, and what Keller has linked with a move away as well, so yeah. So there's a good. Surely got to be thinking. I've got to make that spot mine. But there's like a little battle, I think, good because there's this Jaros Pesaluga, and I'm gonna kill his name. Some Polish young kid, Adrian. Uh, it's your Adrian's <laughs> again. Adrian's the Adrian role. It's like the Philip role. He's just, he's just always there. He's like a statue. Morozek. Morozek. Yeah, yeah, that Morozek, one. I, yeah. I didn't want to kill his name, but I, there's like a little good competition. I mean, if you're gonna do two halves, so start elevens, they should all get some action. You get a little bit. You know, you just get to see all these like players who realistically yeah. will want to be playing in a few years' time. So it's interesting. But I think the Germany, the Germany squad is much more like. Fitness and you know because yeah, the, the yeah. quality of opponents isn't you know fantastic, but it'd be nice to see. I think it's really important to go. Just going back to the um, the senior players, Diaz is one which I really really like. Important to see him be him again, if that makes sense, because yeah. the the running he was rusty, which is obviously fine. But um, you need to see, you need to see him back to do like just electrifying people. Yeah. That's what yeah, I just to torturing people on the pitch, pretty much. Uh, yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I, I I agree. I think to be honest, I, something that gets me quite excited about this preseason, and this sounds really mundane and obvious, but the fitness levels of some of our players, or the dedication to the fitness level of some of our players, at least in presentation, you see how Trent is, you see how Darwin is. I don't know. It seems like some players have got this clear desire to prove a point. I think Trent and Darwin being the two main ones. Well, it looked like Henderson was going yeah, like, to say Maybe he wants to prove that point even more so. Let's, let's wait. And yeah, see. It was, exactly. I, th- I think players are coming into this season with a fire in their heart, which I, I quite appreciate. It's almost like quite under the underdog side of things within a lot of players. And I think that's going to benefit us. I really do. I think Salah will wear it on his sleeve all season. But I think players like Darwin, T- Trent, you know, even Van Dyke to an extent, I've got such a point to prove next year, uh, this coming season. I just, yeah, I think it's a really exciting time to be honest. But um, there's a lot of young players that I'm excited to see this uh, this preseason, definitely. Yeah, yeah um, completely agree with everything you guys have just been saying. Um, let me just go on to this real quick. Um, why did you we walk away from the Usain Bolt van der Ven not good enough? Um, I think it was reported by a few people that we are looking above van der Ven. 
for a centre back. Um, so maybe a step above. I'm not sure as to you know whether they thought that he was good enough or he could be good enough. But um, yeah, I would like to think that if we are going to bring in a centre back, it is somebody that's ready made, ready to start, rather than somebody that's again another project. Um, let's get on to the game itself then. Um, Karlsruhe SC. I am going there on Wednesday, so I'm taking my laptop. I'm taking my mic, not this one, my snowball. Um, so there's a chance we could do it on the night after. When I, it depends when I back at my hotel, but um, stay tuned for that. I'll let you guys know on TAT if we're going to do it or not. But um, it also depends on Wi-Fi as well, I guess, what the connection is like. But um, yeah, I'm really excited for it. Get the first glimpse, hopefully, of the new boys. I assume they're going to play. 40 minutes max each. I wouldn't have thought they'd play the full game. But, uh, Mike, you're excited, mate, to finally see us. Like, all the transfer stuff for 90 minutes can be put on hold and we on can watch pitch. Liverpool once again. Yeah. So excited, bro. Like, I think just as a normal human being, watching football is just such an enjoyment. You take your mind off things for 90 minutes, even in a preseason game, man. You get to focus on something else. And I think there's just quite a relieving about it, especially considering there's no worry about it. So if we lose 3-0 this time, I won't be bothered. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, I'll still be a little bit bothered uh, <laughs> I can't wait for the by the way I will say this now I look forward to rival fans making compilations of McAllister yeah. and Sabas last yeah. and, no, and Nunes Nunes again that's, that's I, again. No, that, listen I look forward to them did you not see the Mason Mount one I did see the Mason Mount one Ben you know why I've seen it because you retweeted it and in fact I think you made it uh, <laughs> I didn't make it no. I win when the sheer thing rolls out but um, yeah no I didn't make it unfortunately no bro I'm so excited I'm so excited to watch the games because the thing is as well we'll see the formation we're going with because there's still questions about the formation we're playing next season we're talking Mm -hmm. about third centre back and you know in this left centre back left side left side centre back we'll see that because watching who we play on the left of that defence and how they operate will be a topic of discussion because if we're playing an out-and-out left-back or just even just a classic left-back where maybe they don't bomb forward but they just sit in a left-back position, it makes the conversation very different. makes it very, very different. So, yeah, just very interested to see how we set up. Yeah, no, I think that, to be honest, even if you don't want to mention the players, I think that's the most interesting thing, um, the most exciting thing as well. Because if you see, like, if you do your back three of, like, Van Dyke, Matip, and then Gomez on the left, then you've got, you've got to go... you've you know the messages from the club there. They're going to go and sign another centre-half because that's what they're going to do. And then if he goes back to a 4 3 3 I'll probably not watch the game and start crying. But uh, like it's it's interesting to see what the mindset is because I think he wants to have that option of a 4 3 3 but I think he wants to use the 3-2-whatever-whatever as the main system. I think that will be kind of what he wants to go with this season. But it'll, again, be interesting to see how he does. I don't think this game will be the one to kind of judge that off, but it'll be very interesting to see if that is the go-to formation, even if he's playing all the kids. Yeah, no, 100 100%. Yeah, uh, I agree. And Johnny B. Red says, Ben, are you guys excited or nervous about the season with what's happening with Hendo and Fab? Listen, everything one way and one way or another will take care of itself, mate. I go into every season with excitement and hope that we can go and do something. Sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. And last season I was very wrong, but um, we've got an opportunity here to go on street. And yeah, I mean, I'm seeing rumors on Twitter. I don't know how true it is about um, the Saudi club that for, want Fabinho are not willing to match our payment structure. Again, I'm no idea. So if Fabinho does end up staying, again, I'll be annoyed about it. Sim- exactly the same as I'm with Henderson. It would be a bit different because he's not the captain. But, you know, you've got Fabinho. You bring Lavia in, you have them both. Like, it's not the end of the world, is it? So, um, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit apprehensive over those situations, mate. But at the same time, I'm very excited to see the guys go to the games and, you know, just enjoy it once again. So, yeah, I'm always excited in preseason. And like Zoe says, we've got the best man at the helm, Jurgen Klopp. Trusting him, like I always get stick. Well, last season, saying, "Oh, I always get right." Until this man leaves the club, that's when I'd be worried. That's when I'll be concerned. Uh, as long as he's here, I'm absolutely fine. Don't worry I ain't looking that. forward to them pods, man. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you now, when Klopp Listen, leaves, it'll, it'll be interesting, bro. It'll be. It'll be I, I tell you what, because at that point, at that point, you know, we'll. You know, I know where this this pod will be. So there'll be a lot of people listening, going, "Oh, I, I wonder what they think we should take." And one of us will say the stupid thing of going, well, Gerard is available. And I'm not. <laughs> yeah. But oh, no, man, I, listen, I'm like Ben. 
I'm very excited for this season. There's no reason not to be. We've got good investment in the squad. Hopefully more investment should be more investment. Um, there's been a good turnover. I think players are hungry. We've got a new system. We've got young players coming through. We've got players about to touch their prime. So much to be excited about. And I think it's just going to be an exciting season to watch. I really do. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. No, I can only back that. I mean, I think with the Henderson Henderson and Fabinho has made it more exciting because you know there's got to be something coming in. There's got to be something happening. Um, not to say it's exciting to see them go, like not to be horrible. that we They are legends of the club, but the fact it's all happening and happening at once, I think it makes it more exciting, maybe more worrying for some people, but there's no point in looking at it like that. You may as well try and enjoy enjoy it whilst it's whilst we're here. <laughs> like, so breaking let's home, with it. Ben, have you seen the breaking news or can I break it? And this is genuine. So TalkSport have just announced that Paulinha from Fulham, 40 million to West Ham, apparently is the, uh, the price that is being negotiated. I will put this out there now and I will say, if we are selling Fab for 40, I would buy Paulinha for 40. I will put that there right now and I'll put my name on that. I think defensively, he was one of the best sixes in the league last season. And one of the reasons he got overlooked was because he played for Fulham. Simple as. And I'll put my name on that. He would be a very good squad, couple of years, top, decent six. He'd be like a Gene Wijnaldum-esque signing. I agree with that, to be fair. But, um, I, I like him. I do like him, but yeah. they'll, they'll want like 70 million. I can put they, money on They them. want 40. Yeah. Apparently 40 is a negotiated price. So if West Ham are going in Some for... Some Talk about decent, decent. They said that Liverpool was going to sign Ryan Fraser in like 2019. Ah, come on, <laughs> come on. I'm, we'll, I'm not having talk sports. We'll, I, I don't listen to talk sport either. They, they talk <laughs> a lot of nonsense, but yeah. you know. But yeah, um, guys, that's all we've got time for today. We're going to wrap up there. Nice uh, early one. We usually waffle on for ages, but uh, we're going <laughs> to leave it there. Please smash the like button on the way out, guys. Make um, you know, it, it just helps us out massively, especially if you subscribe like the stream it just helps more people uh see this on their youtube page so um yeah in the next stream we'll actually be talking about a game of football and i cannot thank wait god. So... thank god thank <laughs> god is he gone are we meant to say bye oh, all right okay we're saying bye all right listen if you guys want to go on spotify right now and type in mike quill pressure listen to that because that's a great song and you should listen to it ben's left so now me and elliot are taking over so listen we're winning the league Nothing's going wrong. Boarding pass for tomorrow. She's putting it off, so she's getting rid of it. Um, but yeah, she's printed it off, bless her. Um, guys, smash the like button. I don't know what these Tim Muppets were saying. Was, was, it's him. Bro, it was a shameless it. plug. Elliot, was just, Elliot just kept going on about silly things. And I was like, stop it. Let's wait for them to get back. And Elliot just kept going on and on. But, you know. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. This was fun. <laughs> Stream pressure, guys, on Spotify. <laughs> <Mike's just laughs> Stream um, right yeah. now. Go on Spotify. It's perfect for all your playlists. I'm telling you, it's worth it. <laughs> we'll be back on Wednesday, guys, to talk about the game. So take care and see you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.